So before we start the message uh, this morning, I want to I want to make a statement. Uh, uh, unless you were hiding under a rock someplace, um, this past week, a gunman or gunmen, women, I think there was a woman involved too, went into two mosques in New Zealand and began shooting. And at the end of the shooting and at the end of the carnage. 49 people were dead, more than 20 people wounded. These were men, women, and children. The person who did, was the author of this carnage, supposedly wrote a 87-page manifesto uh, that made it very clear as to why he did this. And the reason he did this was because he fears for the white race he thinks that the immigrants are taking over, not to mention um, the, the real danger of being Muslims. I know that when we record these sermons that we have a wider audience than just here. And so that's why I want to make the statement that, um, look, folks, we've got to start paying attention. This is not cool. We, we either stand up and speak out against this kind of violence, against this kind of behavior, or it's coming to our door. You know, we, we, we cannot operate in a vacuum. Um, Reverend Barbara Brown Taylor, uh, who's a well-known Episcopal priest, said this, I am willing to accept that Jesus is the only way for Christians. I am unwilling to accept that Christians get to decide it is the only way for everyone else. Mm. We need to believe that. One we God, need to practice that. One God, many paths. Amen. Mm. We need to get out of this idea that people that are different from us are our enemies. Dr. Robert Miner, who is a contributing editor to whosoever, has said this. Let's stop arguing about religion. Religion does nothing good or bad. People do everything. We blame religion. We are not holding individuals responsible for how they use their text, how they quote tradition, or how they use their institutions. We have given them an out rather than calling them to be responsible. So today, as a pastor of General Spirit Christian Church, those of you who hate, those of you who think that people of color are your enemy or all the other isms, I am calling on you to repent. And may God have mercy on your souls. All right. I, I couldn't let it pass. Today's scripture comes from the ninth chapter of Luke, beginning with the 12th verse. As the day declined, the disciples, the 12, said to Jesus, dismiss the crowd so, we, so they can go to the farms and the villages around here and get a room for the night and a bite to eat, because we're out in the middle of nowhere. You, 
feed them, said Jesus. You feed them. And they said, we can't scra scrape up more than five loaves of bread and a couple of fish. Unless, of course, you want us to go to town ourselves and buy food for everybody. There was more than 5,000 people there. But Jesus went ahead and directed his disciples, sit them down in groups of 50. They did as he said, and as soon as everyone was seated, he took the five loaves, the two fish, lifted his face to heaven in prayer, blessed and broke, and gave the food and the fish to the disciples to hand out to the crowd. After the people had eaten their fill, there were 12 baskets left over that were gathered up. Amen. How many of you believe that story? Come on. One, two. You do? Okay. You do. You do. So you think it actually happened. Mm -hmm. That Jesus took five loaves of bread and two fish and fed 5,000 people. Mm -hmm. Are you really being honest with me? Because if you really believe that story, why do churches have fundraisers every year? <laughs> if you really believe that story, why do we have to pass this basket? Why don't it just sit here and the needs get taken care of? I think it's because once we say that, because we're supposed to say that, right? Of course, Jesus did this, so we believe it. If we're really honest, I don't think we're any better than the disciples. Did you, did you hear the sarcasm in Luke writing this story? I mean, did you really? Yeah. It was like, tell these fools to get out of here. It's been a long day. <laughs> you brought us out here to do some teaching with us, and then you ended up with all these people. Tell them to go home. Yeah, never mind that they're hungry. Never mind that they need a place to, uh, or they need something to eat. We need something to eat. And we sure as hell ain't going to feed all of them. And what did Jesus say? His response was great. <laughs> no, you feed them. And they are like, again, I this man, this is a dialogue that could happen today around any table. And the response was, well, what the hell do you want us to do? There are 5,000 people out there. You want us to go to the store? Do you know how much this is going to cost? Even if we just buy them a cup of coffee. That's what you want us to do, really? Now when it comes to the church, how often, folks, when we get ready to do a piece of ministry, we sit there and go, uh, we ain't got enough. I got enough people. We ain't got enough money. We ain't got enough guts. I want you to know that Jail Spirit Christian Church apparently understood what Jesus did in his story because we've put together over 10,000 hygiene kits. 10,000. Every week, we come here and share in ways that go out into our community that nobody can keep track of or you can't put a number on it. It's always 
Yeah, now, it, if that was my story, I was going to tell you guys, you know, we have never, never, ever planned a potluck here. You know how some churches do. Okay, if your last name starts with A, you bring the fish. <laughs> if your name starts with B, you bring the salad, right? That's the way they got to do it in order to make sure they have enough food. We have been outside for 11 years, folks. 11 years. We have never lacked for a variety or enough food. Now, I understand that it's you in your kitchen. It's Lance standing in front of his refrigerator. Billy going to the pantry. Michael being creative. But there's been any number of people... Uh, <laughs> Uh, TK deciding that fruit was the thing of the day. There have been any number of people on any given Sunday that have said, you know what, I'm going to bring this. And it was the perfect fit. If you want to understand the miracle, see, maybe you're kind of getting my point now. I don't care whether you believe that the miracle actually happened. Suddenly, and suddenly that's another day. Of... But what's really important it's what happened during the miracle. Are you with me? What happened during the miracle? And what Jesus was teaching. The disciples were absolutely flat convinced they didn't have enough. They wanted to get rid of ministry because they didn't have enough. And Jesus said, no. You can do this. You can do this. Gentle Spirit Christian Church, understand, we might be small, but you can do this. And you do it every week. That is the point of this miracle. Amen. For those of you who are kind of sitting there like me in my head, you know, my friend is leaving. And he means a lot to us. Amen? Amen. He does all kinds of work here. Some of you might be thinking like I do. How the hell do we replace that? Tell them don't go nowhere. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> I told him when he first told me this that I wanted to congratulate him, but I wanted to smack him too. <laughs> but when you hear this story today, God has simply sent the General Spirit Christian Church, you can do this. You can do this. My love for the community is bigger than any one person. My unconditional mercy goes beyond anything that you can make a judgment about. And so the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 don't get caught up in the mathematics, okay? Because there's no way to understand it. There's no way to really justify it. But you know, when I when I was younger, I, I had a I had trouble with math. Anybody else? No, you see. Uh, thank you, Calvin. Dwight, good. I, I listen. I can add, subtract, multiply, divide. That's it. I can take care of my checkbook. I can make sure that we have a balance in our checking account. But after that, math becomes somewhat of a challenge. And 
when I was a kid growing up in the Methodist church, they decided one week that they were going to do a uh, jelly jam. You know, they were going to make all these jellies and sit out in front of the church and sell them. They gave me the job of buying enough strawberries to make 50 jars of jam. Okay, this is math that is over my pay grade. Okay, so I did. I sat down, I figured it out, and, you know, did all the right, what I thought was the right formulation, and went out and bought strawberries. <laughs> we had enough strawberries to make 200 jars of jam, which more than doubled the money that they raised for the kids' playground. Jesus told the disciples, you feed them. There is more than enough. We have plenty of strawberry jam. Folks, do not ever believe that you, you are not enough. You are everything that God has created you to be. God bless you. Amen. Amen.